You are listening to Gospel Centered Rest, a podcast by Grace Bible Church in Cambridge, Ontario, where we discuss topics of life and theology and how Christ's promise of rest for the weary and the heavy laden gives us strength for today and hope for tomorrow. We are together. Byron, David, and myself, Tyler, we are together. And today we are going to be talking about um, reflecting, I guess, on this past week's sermon from Acts 17, right, David? Yep. Yep. Acts 17. And we've been going through the book of Acts probably for, is it, has it been a year? A couple weeks now. A couple weeks? (laughs) Just a couple weeks? (laughs) Got all the way through to Acts 17. Just a few weeks. Yeah, we did. Took a little bit of a break, but it's been, it's been really good. There's been so many themes in the book of Acts that have just helped. Very applicable super applicable yeah. speaking of being applicable act 17 act 17 yeah could you give us an overview of the passage yeah i uh it, paul is uh reaching out and having an opportunity to uh, express and proclaim who god is to um, a city filled with idols so uh, we may not have visible idols like they did, mm-hmm. uh, but we still have idols uh, of the heart and, uh, in a sense, visible idols where you look at maybe certain buildings or stadiums or whatever and say, well, they can be enjoyed. Uh, there can be... Am I sounding okay? Or is that just me? Oh, you're sounding great. Okay. <laughs> I'm cutting in and out, so I'm not like... <laughs> no, you sound, you anyway. sound spectacular over here. Okay, um, so our, our gods where there's this um, these inordinate loves mm-hmm. uh, that overwhelm and overtake us and set the agenda for our life and uh, which we battle against. So uh, Paul was in Athens. He was looking around and he became distressed. Uh, but um, just the, the some of the interesting things that we talked about this past Sunday was Paul didn't give up his calling. Uh, even mm-hmm. though he was surrounded, mm-hmm. uh, Paul didn't leave the city. And by uh, the the implication of that isn't necessarily that we have to be in the city, um, but the right. implication is where God sends us and um, our sphere of influence that everyone has. Uh, Paul Paul didn't uh, leave. He um, he stayed in the city uh, where it would have been difficult. And then Paul engaged the culture, and Paul uh, saw the world differently. And those last two especially are important. He, uh, he engaged. Um, and while we can enjoy the blessings of God, mm-hmm. uh, we do see the world differently. So that was, that was in general what we, we mm-hmm. talked about uh, Sunday morning. And then this coming Sunday, we're going to look at the actual message, which mm-hmm. um, is... Uh, but what I enjoyed about Sunday morning was we often think about what are we going to say. And yeah. what, the way that Acts... 17 lately uh the the two um thessalonica and berea i mean they were just short previous to that and but paul seems to or luke seems to spend a lot of time with paul uh in athens and even before the message which is somewhat unusual um so that is obviously very important about how we learn to speak uh to identify with um, have compassion on the culture around us. And if we don't have some of that, then I'm not sure that we would be able to minister the way Paul ministered in his message. Mm-hmm. 
uh, to a to a city full of idols. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think that's a that's a really important message for the church today because traditionally, uh, a lot of churches and a lot of church culture has has pushed more of separation, you mm-hmm. know, from the culture, and everything in the culture is evil. And I mean, we could spend hours talking about yeah. the different things that over the years that Christians have. Um, have gone after when it's gone to the culture. But what we see here is we see this like balanced engagement mm-hmm. with the culture where he, uh, he wasn't compromising on truth, wasn't compromising on the principles of God's word or the message of the gospel. But he was in fact using, using his relationship with the culture and with the people for the further spread of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought you did a really good job talking about that on Sunday um, so I'm glad that we can talk about it a little bit more here this afternoon. Byron, do you have any any thoughts as to uh, as to Acts chapter 17? Just looking it over, personally, I have good memories of Acts 17. There was a conference. Don Carson was the speaker. I really enjoy his stuff, and he was talking about 17. He was talking about how practical an example it is of exactly what David just said. Mm -hmm. Paul knows the culture. He's quoting their poets, their philosophers. He's interacting with it and drawing it, drawing the good out of Mm -hmm. it and pointing them toward Christ. And it's just a fantastic, encouraging interaction. I think one of the implications is how we enjoy the city helps it is in itself a testimony to people who are trying to enjoy the city or the culture um, but their city and culture are filled with idols Uh, so what i mean by that is uh, we can and and it goes back to genesis where god created you know the heavens and the earth and then adam moved into his house which happened to be a garden and uh, god was showing him around and we see that there were trees that were pleasant for the eyes and and the, the food tasted it was rich, it was good, and uh, God created this creation to be enjoyed within, within the boundaries that he has set, and if Christians are enjoying um, the, bound, or the, the goodness of God and the boundaries that he has set, whether that's relationships or finances or education or, you know, whatever it might be that, that God has given um, various people to enjoy, then part of the um, draw to the believer is believers enjoying truth mm-hmm. um, because people still long for truth, even though they create their own truth. Uh, beauty. Um, we ought to enjoy what, what we enjoy ought to draw people in because we, we say this is beautiful. Our yeah. relationship is beautiful. Um, what we've been able to do with our finances is beautiful enjoy the gifts that God gives us, but also look after, uh, as we have opportunity, uh, those who are in need. And, and uh, it all goes to the greatness of God because he's, he's good um, in all of this. So that's, I think that's part of what, and I know Paul wandered around and it was like a mission trip. Um, we uh, settle into cities and uh, but if we're always complaining about the world and if we're always, mm-hmm. you know, if it, if it's almost to the point where we like, it's people are saying, well, why, why are you even here? Um, mm-hmm. why, why aren't, why aren't you enjoying 
some of these things. And I think that does not help mm-hmm. um, for us. We're, we're just not as prepared to, to speak a message because our life and our message don't line up. Do you think that sometimes there is the, um, there's the message out there that it's like when you become a Christian, it becomes us against us against them, us against the world. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think that's part of it. And, and there's, you know, there is a sense in which, you know, we, the, the world's, the world's going to see us differently. Yeah. And, and there is going to be opposition, but um, as much as possible without compromising the gospel mm-hmm. and, and truth um, to be engaged in a, mm-hmm. in a relevant way um, to love the city to and and we'll see in Acts seventeen in the, in the sermon that Paul preaches, he, he has compassion on these mm-hmm. people because they're actually very religious, but there's you know they're groping around in darkness. They're yeah. they're trying to. There's this unknown God that they 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 can't grasp. And Paul, in compassion, says, "This is this is who you're actually looking for." Mm-hmm. Um, and so hopefully, you know, our lives and. Um, our lives and and then the message match line up as as best as possible so that uh, people see what we're see what we're living and hear what we're saying and it was interesting because we quoted from uh, first Timothy chapter four that talked about enjoying the goodness of God the good things mm. that that God has created or God has created all things good um, to to be enjoyed to be received by him and I think that becomes important because that that's an important element of our holiness. Uh, and that goes back to your question. Sometimes we think Christianity is all about the things that we shouldn't do. So we're tell- so people mm-hmm. come to us and say, "I don't want to go to church because they're they're just going to tell me what I can't do." And mm-hmm. um, but holiness is um, is also enjoying, and and we can lack holiness because we don't receive the gifts of our Father with thanksgiving and uh, seeking to glorify His name. Yeah, and it's interesting that all of this is taking place in a very secular, very mm-hmm. pagan um, city that he's in. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it's that's full of um, you know uh, pagan worship and and the seeking after knowledge and just very very an- like you would look at it like that's a very anti God scenario, but yet Paul is in there interacting with it and not compromising yeah. and standing for the gospel and enjoying the good things of God mm-hmm. within it. So there's, there's a lot just from that aspect yeah. that we can, that we can learn from. Yeah, and, and when he looked around the city and Byron, I don't know if you want to comment on this, but we, just listing some of the gods of the city. So Artemis was the goddess of prosperity. There was mm-hmm. the goddess of wisdom, a victory of uh, beauty, fertility, sexuality, um, we also mentioned one, the goddess of the sewer system. Uh, and that was, you know, I mean, if you had a sewer system back then, that would have been leisure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have meant um, a, a level of luxury. So we can see that even though they were uh, visible idols that reminded you and said, okay, if I, if I want um, prosperity, I, I go to that temple and I commit myself to that temple. I commit myself to that worship. That becomes who I am and... Uh, the, you know, the reason I exist ultimately. And, uh, even though we don't have those idols visibly, we, we can be, we can have that in our heart. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's who I want to be. If only I have that, then I'll be successful instead of 
beginning with thanksgiving and glorifying God, and then under the thanksgiving and glorifying God, I think that helps us understand when something's an idol or, or something's not an idol. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't, it, it won't be, it, we know that it won't satisfy everything, but with what God has given us, we can glorify his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what would either of you say to the person who says, okay, I get what you're saying, but my conscience is like, um, I feel like I'd be oppressing my conscience if I, if I enjoyed um, some of the things that are out there. Uh, the Bible may not tell me, you know, I, I don't, uh, that I shouldn't go to the movies or I shouldn't dance yeah. <laughs> or I shouldn't play cards. But those are, those are things that I just like in my conscience, like I, like I, like I can't do. Um, what would, what would our counsel be for somebody that, that would have that kind of reaction? Or I can't read Harry Potter. Sure. I, I said it. I said it. But go ahead. Brian. That was like 10 years ago, Yeah, wasn't I know, it? but still, still, it, oh, it, lingers. it lingers. More like 15 <laughs> or more years ago, it lingers. I, I think a big part of it is, is a balance in one sense. Paul very specifically teaches that our consciences can be educated mm. and taught. It's not like our conscience is a replacement for God's truth. Mm. It's not that my conscience or my thoughts are inerrant. Bible is. I'm not. Mm. But evaluating, why do I feel that way? What is it about that that makes me come to the conclusion that I cannot do that, that that is sinful for me? Now, he's very careful to say, if something is sinful for you, don't play with it. Don't go there. But he also says there's nothing wrong with it in and of itself. And there's a couple of different chapters, one in Romans, one in 1 Corinthians as well, where he leads them through that in this type of context that he has in Athens. You've got all these people with all these different backgrounds and all these religions. So like David said, we may not have figures in a building that we go to, or some people may, but it's so much our world of what people are pursuing and dedicating themselves to because that's their ultimate value. And he comes into that and he recognizes all he can. He's as positive as possible, really, mm-hmm. saying, I see you're, po- you're very religious. Let me tell you more. And when they say, what's this new teaching? Obviously, some people hadn't heard it before and will meet some people like that. Mm-hmm. Other people, when they hear the content, they say, oh, forget that but there's some who want more. So when you think of somebody with their conscience, where are they coming from? Hmm. How well do we know them? I think we have to understand where they're coming from, and then we can express, share. Mm -hmm. This is what the Bible says about that, without trying to shove somebody into doing something they're not comfortable. Mm -hmm. So that's how I'd start. I think that's really good. Actually, a couple really good points there. The one being that your conscience... I think you, well, you kind of said it this way, but like your conscience is, is growing and it's, and it's maturing and, and it's learning. Uh, so over time, like I, I, I can even think for myself <clears throat> being the young buck that I am, There you go. um, just even over the last, like, I don't know, several years where I've seen, I've just seen it, it happened to my, to, to me where it's something that may have been like a, you know, a conviction <laughs> of mine or may have been really hard for me to do. Now it's, it's not so much because there's just been some time and there's, and there's been maturity, 
But then the other side of it is learning to respect somebody else's conscience. Like you were saying, um, just if somebody else has a strong conscience against something, um, then just learning to respect that. Now, how does that work in like real time, real life? Yeah. I, to, to, you know, what Byron said too, like Paul doesn't want us to stay in a place of weakness. Yeah. He is, he's working hard in scripture (laughs) to say (laughs) that is not, that is not, you don't, you don't want to be there. Um, and, and Paul will, uh, end up saying, you know, when he's, when he's with the Jews, he becomes like a Jew. Um, when he's with the Gentiles, he becomes like a Gentile. He's never without Christ's law. Uh, when he's with the weak, he becomes the weak. But if, if someone calls you weak, that's, you, you don't want to remain there. So I think mm. Paul's language is, is even intentional. The interesting thing that, thing that I find sometimes is, um, so, so this whole binding of the conscience is, is a very, you know, I mean, that, it's just spoken of a lot today. Yeah. And, and people are wrestling through some of this. Uh, so, um, but that's why Byron's comments are so interesting because it does, it does bring in the question of the, the weaker and the stronger. Mm-hmm. And is my conscience bound due to weakness or, or due to truth? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and clear application of, of God's word or clear truth of God's word. And, in some of my um, thinking over the years of this, sometimes those who appear weak are actually the strong. Yeah. Hmm. So, you know, some people who hold a certain, you know, law, mm-hmm. um, they, they're actually, they're, they're not weak. So this has to be discerned as well. Mm-hmm. That just because yeah. somebody says, like, I, I don't do that on a day, they may be coming at that from a very strong position and, and, and mature. They're, they're very mature believers. So it doesn't fall under the, the weak and the strong category. It falls under the uh, teaching category. That Why is Paul able to say, you know, like with the Jews, I'm a Jew. With the Gentiles, I'm a Gentile. I'm free. My freedom is in Christ under the law of Christ. Mm-hmm. So some, and, and that, because that sometimes um, the so-called weak hold captive the strong unnecessarily mm-hmm. and um and so so there, in other words you know you you want to and byron said i think one of the, the most important thing you said in all of that was you know what is their story uh and and that's i think that's what paul welcomes us into is is what are their, yeah. what is their story yeah and and on sunday and we've we've had discussions about this um not at length but here and there but on sunday you had you had mentioned um in, in regards to, is it First Timothy 4, mm-hmm. that verse he brought up? Yeah. Um, but in regards to like the arts and things that God has, mm-hmm. you know, that, that we see, like beautiful things we see that even can be, you know, created by man, that it's okay, you know, to enjoy. It's okay to enjoy a good book. Yeah. It's okay to enjoy a good movie. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that, that there still does exist this, this um we all naturally want to have like these these rules and regulations in place for those things is there anything wrong with that so if somebody says you know what i'll watch a movie but if it's got more than three swear words i'm not going to watch it like is that is that an okay way of approaching it um how how do you how do you navigate even just like just the arts that we see like 
yeah. entertainment that we see out out there today. Yeah, first of all, it's it's very difficult to be consistent in all these things. Yeah, um, because and and but it it should be said that you know we we need to understand our weaknesses and our strengths in this discussion as well. Mm. That there might somebody might be able to you know sit down at a meal and have certain things that other people can't because it's just going to tempt them mm. in the wrong way or watch certain movies or TV shows or whatever else it might be. Um, and, and so some of it's going to be personal. Some of it's obviously going to be the application of scripture, uh, mm. that if it you know leads us to sin or, um, if it's not beneficial, some of those comments that you also read in Corinthians, uh, you know, like, but, but also to, to be careful because, you know, somebody says, well, like you're, mm. I won't watch a TV yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. um, with more than three words i remember growing up and uh mm. going into a household and and uh and every time a beer commercial came on they had to shut it down <laughs> you had to turn off you actually and that's you didn't have a remote right like you yeah. had to go to the tv <laughs> yeah. shut it off and then count your 30 seconds but the problem back then is when you watch hockey night in canada most of the yeah. commercials were yeah. beer so you basically didn't watch any commercials and, at all and the team was owned by yeah. a, by a beer company exactly so but but you go i mean if you but you go to some sports and you're going to hear, like you go and watch them live, you're going to hear more than three swear words. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you'll enjoy the game live, but you won't sit. So what I'm saying is that um, it's, it's, not, it's not easy. And, right. and that, yeah. that's ultimately why the Bible, first of all, doesn't point to behavior. The Bible points to the heart. Mm-hmm. So um, do we desire to honor God as holy? Do we desire to live before God as holy? Um, to give thanks and to to glorify his name and then out of the overflow of the heart it helps us understand and and also understanding our weaknesses and our strengths it helps us understand how we can live um there there are some people who just seeing something would send them into a not good place right they would you know they would they would hunger for more of that um there's others who remain unaffected by it Mm -hmm. So, and that, that's why having some of those discussions in community is important too. Yeah. You have people into your house and say, Hey, like, like ask that same question. Yeah. Like what kind of like movies are you comfortable with? And, yeah. and why is that? And what do you do with the gray zones? Yeah. Well, even like, I just think of, I, I this is my own personal experience and again, my own convictions, but, um, I, I do know that when I, when I'm talking with somebody who may not be a Christian and I'm, you know, talking with them about music and being able to, you know, interact on some level, even though like I may not like listen to all their music, but, but it's, but it's interesting. You, you bring up like a topic, like, like music and here in this passage, who does Paul bring up? Paul brings up, you know, these, these different philosophers and you bring that up and it's like, you can really start to, you can really start to break down some, some like walls and some barriers in your relationships, mm-hmm. like with people, um, with your neighbors, with your friends that aren't, that aren't Christians. Um, and that hopefully like at some point would lead to like a greater discussion about who God is and who Jesus is. Yeah. But I, I think that, you know, God's given us these things as, as common grace and, and we're able not just to enjoy them, but to use them for his glory, like in that way of mm-hmm. even just being able to open up a conversation or, or a discussion with somebody about, you know, the latest Avengers movie or the latest Harry Potter book. You know, when <laughs> when we were kids, it wasn't Harry Potter. It was yeah. uh, Star Wars. It was. Which, interestingly, I, I think uh, what, um, Bambi, I think, was the first 
<laughs> movie that I ever saw. I thought and you were going to say it Chariots was the first Star Wars movie, and I thought Chariots no, of Fire. Chariots of Fire, we were okay. allowed, but then I think it was a big yeah. step for us to actually see Star Wars because you had the light and the darkness and right, the right. force. Like, may the force be with you. So, <laughs> anyway, I mean, we we, yeah. we went and saw all three back then. Yeah, yeah. So, it's so it, it is interesting when you look over, you look over, you know, yeah. the last fifty or so years, and you see that was the big in the big lots of what am i trying to say lots of like entertainment coming mm-hmm. um like how like how long has the tv been around like 70 years Aspire. maybe 60 70 years <laughs> touche but i mean it really like the internet hasn't really been a long been been around that long oh. like like tv hasn't really been around that that long and just to see like over the years what was boycotted and what was yeah. <laughs> you know what was okay yeah. and then now we look back we're like you know something like star wars what's wrong with star yeah. wars you know yeah. Yeah, so. and it, it does, I mean, it takes a lot of wisdom, yeah. and, and that's why mm-hmm. having our hearts filled with God's yep. word, being surrounded by God's people, mm-hmm. um, understanding that he is holy, mm-hmm. and uh, the the generation that's being, I mean, it, it's just surrounded. There is mm-hmm. no place to go anymore mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you, you, you are not drawn into something. And, and I sometimes wonder because, I, you know, like there's, it's hard on people because I don't think their minds get any rest. Yeah. There, there's no, there's no place to, to just rest your mind or um, to think deeply. And I'm talking even like when, when our children are young, like to let their imaginations run mm-hmm. deep mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, and go places instead of other people bringing them to places. So, um, you know, we need to be praying for ourselves, obviously, but also the next generation of, of those coming up, that there would be a depth. Um, yeah. and, and I think, you know, media can be used in, in a very good way, but it can also, yep. uh, yeah, it can, it can lead to a shallowness mm-hmm. of life mm-hmm. that, um, you know, may, then, then we're just back and forth. Mm-hmm. There's no settledness. There's no rest. I guess the thing that occurs to mind, it comes back to your question, Tyler. What's the effect of the participation? So can we find ourselves growing in thankfulness and enjoyment of God's good creations? Mm -hmm. And creativity is Mm -hmm. a reflection of the creator, right? Do we, are we growing in that direction? Or if we're participating in something do we find that it's leading us away? Is it leading us in other directions? Is it leading us toward things that don't please God? That trajectory of what effect is this having on my life is one of the ways where we evaluate, is this good for us? And Mm -hmm. other people can certainly feed into that, and that's what we do with kids and such too, right? We want to encourage creativity, et cetera, but we're guiding them in a in a wholesome direction, and we'd be alarmed if we saw things moving in a different direction, we would adapt. Yeah. And that's what's amazing about Acts 17 and even 1 Corinthians 8. When you take those two passages together, I mean, we are left with so many, with like a real-life example, so many. Um, and, of course, First First Timothy 4, um, you're left with just these principles of this is how you can navigate things mm-hmm. for the glory of God. It's okay to enjoy the good things that he's given us. Um, and it's good to be involved in, in the certain things and to have 
some kind of knowledge and understanding of the culture and engage people with the gospel on that on that level um, while at the same time understanding your limitations understanding where god's truth is in all of it and and holding fast to the truth yeah yeah they, and i think that's why paul will say in Acts 17 that mm-hmm. that's why he preaches he preaches about god who yeah. god is yeah um and then flowing out of God, you have the resurrection of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. uh, which is a new life and a new life direction. It talks about repentance. So it is the story of the gospel that keeps us um, aware mm-hmm. and grows us from weak to strong to enjoy God's creation. Yeah. Now this coming Sunday, David, what are we, what are we doing this coming Sunday? The it's rest Thanksgiving. Of- it's Thanksgiving. So I'm going to apply Paul's message as a Thanksgiving message. Because there's greatness, goodness, and beauty. Awesome. How good is that? Well, thanks for listening to Gospel Center Rest. Thanks, Tyler. Thank you, Byron and David, for the good conversation. Hey, thank you.